Hey everyone, this is Josh with Cardboard Chronicles, and I'm here with Nitin today. Nitin, how's it going? All right, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Ready to talk some cards. Uh, today we have a, a a really great guest. Nitin's got a ton of knowledge about the market of basketball cards. Uh, we're gonna, we're going to get into the recent price increases. We'll get into um, sort of like the business side of things and get into the, the high end card market. So Nitin knows a lot about that stuff. So I'm pretty excited about this one. So why don't you start us off? Uh, just give us an interview or uh, sorry, a brief recap on you and your history on collecting. Sure. Um, so I guess it all started same as anyone else pretty much that I know. Uh, collected as a child. Um, got into it in the 90s. Uh, really picked up. 96, 97 is pretty much like when it took into full blast. Uh, big Kobe guy. Um, fell in love with Jordan. If, if it wasn't for Jordan, I probably would have never got into this hobby league um forget the hobby i probably would never got into sports uh i mean just seeing him uh the competitor that he was the greatness that he showed day in day out season after season um you know he never whined or cried about anything he just played and uh fell in love with that attitude that he brought um so i collected in the 90s, I stopped in 2000, 2001, uh, my junior, like my sophomore, junior year in high school, you know, other things started becoming more important to me, um, girls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, didn't really get back into it until about three, it's been about three years now nice. that i uh, gotten back into it so i missed the whole um you know lebron rookie card season stuff you know and kind of when the basketball cards kind of exploded and uh, autograph cards became um mainstream um you know prior to that getting an autograph card was you know big deal whether it be you know a a nobody or somebody it was a pretty big deal right. you'd open packs after packs you weren't guaranteed nothing you know and today you're guaranteed something out of this and we're you know back in the 90s you weren't guaranteed anything right um so why don't you tell us what you collect today so um i collect mostly uh high-end uh kobe bryant's and jordan's I uh, have a few LeBrons in my collection as well. Um, tend to pick up a LeBron when I can pair it up with a Kobe or a Jordan or when I can complete a trifecta of the three. Sure. Um, I really love Exquisite. Uh, just really nice cards. Um, it seems that they have an art factor to them. Just not the card itself it's it's uh you know something that all the companies have been trying to replicate since sure. they came out and you know haven't done a really good job of it but that's why it's exquisite you know yeah um so is there any reason other than your love of kobe and jordan uh that you specifically collect those three players is it is it monetary reasons um it, it's a safe way to go about it uh you know 
I'm not gonna lie if I've spent thousands, thousands of dollars into these cards. And for me to put that type of money into something, I want to know at the end of the day, do I have a safe investment or not? Um, I can pretty much tell you if the prices of Jordan, Kobe, and LeBron flatline, everybody's done. Right. Sure. (laughs) You know, and that's just not basketball. That's the hobby in itself. You know, uh, Jordan pretty much drives this hobby. I don't care what a baseball collector has to say or a football card collector. If there wasn't Jordan, the prices wouldn't be where they're at right now. Sure. Yeah, he didn't, like, when he became big in the 90s, it was like a marketing explosion, right? It wasn't just cards. It was everything. Like, he brought brought the whole market to where it is. Right, right, with uh, endorsements and everything. So, um, you know, memorabilia in general, uh, baseball has a lot of heritage to that history, you know, with Ruth, Mantle, you know. uh, So the memorabilia market was there, but... I now consider cards have surpassed for most state the memorabilia market. Sure. Um, I see people, you know, spending five figures plus on one card when you could get that same player's autograph on a baseball or basketball, car, you know, not a card, but an actual ball for a fraction of that price. Sure. Um, well, let's just jump right into it. So, what are your what what are your thoughts on just the business side in general of collecting cards because i know a lot of guys talk about you know collect just what you like and don't worry about the price and assume that everything's going to crash and as long as you have the cards you like we've talked about it on this channel even what yeah. are you, what are your thoughts on that i to a certain extent you know by all means collect what you enjoy collecting but at the same time you know if you're spending thousands of dollars you're gonna want a return eventually whether that be tomorrow or 10 days on the road or when you plan your retirement you know you're not going to be able to take those cards to the grave with you so you're gonna look to cash them in one day and now for example i'll use derrick rose as an example i mean i love derrick rose as a player but people put tons of money into him and even him being an MVP of the league uh, in my eyes a top 25 player in this generation I, at his prime he was definitely a top 25 player yeah. in this generation um, people spent a lot of money on him and now look you can't you know they're not able to get any of that back uh and it it sucks because they enjoyed you know collecting derrick rose nobody saw you know his career going down the path excuse me down the path that it you know has gone down and uh you know those people are out thousands of dollars so when somebody says collect what you enjoy collect who you like be reasonable about it be responsible about it, you know. Sure. Don't don't go out searching for that player's best card when you know you don't have the financial means to take a loss on it. Sure. Um, 
So do you treat cards more as an investment or more for the fun of it? Like what, what's your ratio? How do you, how do you balance that? My ratio is 90% fun and 10%, you know, investment. I don't simply buy a card just to say, oh, I know it's going to appreciate in value. I buy a card because I like the card. Um, unfortunately for me, the cards that I like cost <laughs> quite a bit of money. <laughs> and uh, so at the same time, you know, I have to be responsible about that and make good decisions. You know, um, and I know with the players I collect, investing that type of money into a card, I'm pretty safe. So, like, let's say, but let's say, so Jordan's your favorite player and you're going after a Jordan card. When you're looking at a certain card that you like or that you want, um, how much goes through your mind of, I need to get this card because it's long-term a better investment versus another one you might like equally? Do, do you balance in that that thought of, so, well, this one might not be worth as much in the future? Um, sometimes, but not really. It when When I, when I go after a card i want it you know i i don't want it as a uh, an investment type thing that i know it's going to appreciate in value or anything of that nature i like to say i would go after a card because i like it mm-hmm. the better looking cards go up in value anyways exactly <laughs> um did you see the pwcc ending the listings end tonight <laughs> yeah i actually did and it's mind-boggling um I did purchase the card. I thought it was going to go for a little bit more than what I purchased it for. But uh, I experienced the same thing last year, right before Nationals Hmm. came around. Uh, Auctions were being won for a decent price because I think people were laying off to see what was available at the show and for them to have cash on hand to purchase Did any of the prices surprise you, or is this a trend? We just keep seeing this upward trend. Uh, Prices uh, are ridiculous right now, Um, especially with uh, chrome cards, like fractors, colors. Um, And it's just not this PWCC season that ended the one prior to if you look at uh the prism golds from the first year early i mean uh, i believe lebron and kobe both went over 4k um i think there was a anthony davis gold rookie that did like 6500 yeah uh you know and um it, the trend continues you know what's shiny it has now become what's valuable in people's eyes. Um, I don't really see long-term wise the money being held in the current stage of cards that are being collected Okay. because uh, Panini has not done a good job of mixing it up. It's not like it was in the nineties where, you know, Fleer, Upper Deck, and Tops all brought the same product back the next year, but a completely new design of the product. It's yeah. not, it's not the same landscape, and it, that kind of 
has people that collected those 90 cards still driven to you know to get go after those cards because they're not they're very unique to that year yeah whereas you know the panini trend continues you know you could almost picture what a national treasure card looks like after just seeing one from one year or a prism card looks like from seeing one from one year I don't understand why they don't even change the background color. Like, I don't. It, it's it, always it, white. I don't understand that. Like exquisite, if you look at their stuff, the background oh, yeah. colors are oh, yeah. so unique. And not only like the colors, um, the foil design and stuff that they used. Uh, Panini doesn't use foil for nothing. Yeah. And I know it's very sensitive material. You know, as you being a '90s collector and stuff, you know how that goes. But, I mean, it brought the best out of cards, you know, as far as color, the pop, wow factor, and everything. Yep. You know, PNGs, rubies, platinum medallions. Yep. The creativity is the word I always right. use. Um, right. The question that everyone wants to hear answered, and I know I do, is this trend going to continue? Are the prices going to keep going up, or are we in some sort of bubble? So, we are in a bubble. Um, and the main drive right now that is pushing cards where they're at today is people like myself, like you, um, that grew up collecting in the nineties that left the hobby have all made returns back into the hobby. And not only have we all made returns back to the hobby, we're all now, you know, doing our professions where we're having a, you know, financial income that can support what we like. And it's now also driven a competitive edge who can, you know, come up with a better collection than so-and-so. Or I don't personally look at myself as a collector that way. Um, But, you know, something I like is most likely going to be liked by somebody else out there and you know if a card becomes available and i have the means you know we're gonna push each other's buttons until somebody you know outbids the other guy yeah it's really it's pretty simple supply and demand what we're seeing right now we're just seeing more people enter the market from the 90s with more money right and the supply is the same if not right. you know going down obviously like people are obviously, i would say it's gone down because there who knows how many cards have been destroyed sure. since the 90s till now you know yep. and you know to say one player has 10 green pmgs for example how many of those 10 pmgs still exist you know who knows what mom threw out a box of cards that could have had a PMG in there and a kid not even know what he had because they weren't that sought after at that time. I mean, yes, they were, but they weren't what they are today. Yep. I was talking with someone today and they were sort of voicing, and I know I've done this, you've probably done this as well, voicing frustration over the prices at just sort of the, how the difficulty and how much harder it is for us to obtain these oh, cards yeah, yeah for for sure for sure and uh, in fact um this year alone i've probably made three or four purchases um trying to think i think four if you include the card 
that I won today, that'd be five. Five purchases this year alone. Um, compared to last year, I probably made 15 or so. Mm-hmm. And then the year before that, I probably doubled that amount. So, yeah, I, it's becoming to the point where I'm spending more money for less cards than, you know, getting more cards for less money. How is your return on investment so far in the three years? It's got to be really high. It is. It's uh, it's insanely high. Um, I was very fortunate that I got back into things right when they did. Right when I did. Yeah. Uh, uh, right when I I got back into it. Um, for example, a Jordan's Bulls auto was costing anywhere from like eight hundred to nine hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's so, that's like super cheap now yeah yeah and and the funny thing is when i did come back into it i was like really hundred dollars that's a lot of money yeah. and and uh i slowly went from spending like 20 50 dollars a card to a couple hundred dollar card and then i remember the very first time i bought a thousand dollar card which was a Jordan auto. And I was like, holy shit, what did I just do? I spent a thousand dollars on a card. And now I'm praying that I could get a card for a thousand dollars. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, I've, I could, I consider myself fortunate for coming back at the time I did. So if the, um, kids from the 90s like you and me that got back into it now now that we have the money and you think the prices are getting higher and we're approaching a bubble what what would stop this train that's like you no, and i aren't going to exit at any point anytime soon no no that's that's you know that's true that you and i may not exit anytime but you got to remember the adults that collected back in the 90s and stuff they are slowly exiting now because the prices you know <laughs> makes completely you know complete sense for them to exit so more and more collections are going to start to surface as you can see you know if you follow um instagram or if you're on instagram you could probably follow a few well-known collectors and see some of the cards that they have acquired as a lot and you don't just get that luckily you get that from a collector and um once more of those type of collections surface it's gonna draw a standstill and then once the people that are putting money into cards right now that can't afford it but they're still doing it you know have to exit the game because you know what the the hole that they dig themselves into will bring more cards out to the public, which will ultimately drop in prices. And honestly, uh, it goes one and one with the economy, right? So if the economy starts going down, you know, the card prices are going to follow with that. Sure. And it's just not cards in general. I mean, if you look at uh, collector cars, those prices are mind-boggling. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I think I just read uh, the other day a Ferrari sold for like $89 million. <laughs> and I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, <laughs> one car. It, it was a, yeah, it is. I'm trying to remember what model it is, but uh, yeah, there's, I think, nine that exist in the world today still, but still. $89 million for a car. Right. Makes us I, look like, you know, peasants. Yeah, right. And uh, the previous record was held by that same card, and it was sold for like $23 million. So it's the same trend that we're seeing, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Car, cards yeah. are crushing previous records, just like yeah. that. Yeah. Are you trying to time anything in terms of, like, if you're trying to reach some goal of getting cards, are you trying to time it to where prices may dip or like are you holding out for that dip or are you just continuing on your pattern um i just continue on my pattern um i'll reach out to people that i know that have certain cards that i would like to acquire um if i'm unable to acquire them then i don't necessarily hop online to see what else i could buy sure yeah i i i like to hold off on a purchase for something I really want. Sure. I, I don't, I don't break, I don't do any of the modern stuff. Um, as far as, you know, uh, group breaks or, yeah. uh, even opening a single pack of cards, uh, every now and then I will buy a box from a local card shop here in St. Louis. Uh, my friend owns RBI crew, mm -hmm. uh, Ryan Bannister, really good guy. Um, I'll have to introduce you to him at national. Uh, but yeah, I don't really dabble with the modern stuff. Um, every now and then I'll tr trade at a show or something yeah. for something that may like, but I necessarily haven't kept a modern card for that long. Yeah, sure. Um, I wanted to talk about a misconception that people have about high end collectors like yourself and a couple other guys I know. Sure. Um, a lot of people think that you just have more money, like high end guys just have more money. So it's just easier. But all the guys that I know, like you and, uh, Grant Slate and a couple other high end guys, you guys are like putting in the work. Why don't you talk about just how much effort and like energy you're putting into this hobby and how much of a grind it actually is? Um, you know, when you want something bad enough, you're going to go through the means of, doing anything possible to obtain, you know, that goal that you're trying to achieve. Uh, I can give an example. There's a card I still currently want. I've been talking to this guy for about a year and a half now. <laughs> and in the time that it's been, that's gone by, the card's probably doubled in value, which is not helping my situation any. And, but I mean, me finding that one card has led to a uh, good friendship with this gentleman and uh, never met him in person. He actually uh, is from Indonesia, uh, but, uh, you know, we exchanged numbers, so we chat every now and then. And uh, he's also on Instagram. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I've put in so much time talking to him and uh you know and and the sad thing is is 
he doesn't want money. <laughs> he 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 wants something he can replace that card with. Mm-hmm. So it's now my job to go out there and find something to replace, you know, this iconic card in this guy's collection. And uh, I can't tell you. Every morning I search through all my uh, different streams to see if one of those cards pop up right. just, and you know so i i can say every, i go to sleep every night looking at ebay blowout facebook etc and every morning i'll do the exact same thing over again yep. before i do anything else yep. i mean that's before i get out of bed to go use the restroom or anything <laughs> that's exactly right it's like your brain almost just goes through the same clicks over and over right. <laughs> to hit all the right. streams. Right. Um, so do you have like a small bit of advice for anyone out there that's trying to get to where you are in terms of not only the high end stuff, but just like your, the time you're putting into it and the, you know, the effort. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it, it all comes down to your obligations, right? Um, if you're in this, to be a hobbyist, you know, don't take away from what you're already doing, you know, uh, especially if you're supporting a family, um, and don't get too caught up with what somebody else has, uh, you know, uh, do you, uh, and at the same time, be responsible about it. Sure. So at the end of the day, you gotta live with your own collection. Like you can show right. it off on Instagram, but it's right. really like right. you're the one that has to be happy with it. Exactly. Um, I want to see some cards. What do you got? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we can't talk uh, about all this high end stuff and all these, you know, huge auctions and not see some sweet cards. I should have teased it better at the beginning, but I feel like we built it up yeah. to what type of stuff you have, anyways. <laughs> I've only seen pockets of it. Yeah. Um, th- there is one card that uh, I keep at a bank safe that very few people have ever seen before. So, unfortunately, that's not going to be shown today. But the other nice card. Uh, anything in particular you want to start with? Well, you know I like LeBron, so... Okay. <laughs> Whatever you want to show, man. I like all your stuff, honestly. I'll show you with one of my personal favorite cards. Uh, it's a 2001 Ultimate Collection Signature Gold. I like that set a lot. Yeah, and in fact, I uh, actually have that one to go with it. Uh, do you mostly and have with, BGS stuff? Yeah, uh, I'll, I have BGS stuff. I just personally like the way the cards are protected more in sure. BGS cases. Sure. And uh, PSA, I like the aesthetics of PSA better, but as far as protection wise, uh, BGS by far. And, you know, if I'm putting this type of money into something, I want to keep it safe. Sure. 
Um, this is probably one of my uh, holy grails in my collection. How many of those made? One. Just just that one. Yeah. <laughs> one of one Jordan Auto. Those are like early Auto too. On top of that. Uh, so you like another... the you like the two thousand to kind of two thousand eight range? Is that about right? And yep. Or 2008, yeah. 2009. uh, Upper Deck. Upper Deck was... uh, Actually, uh, I do have a uh, Curry um, Gold Refractor. Hmm. Which, the funny thing is, when I purchased that card, I told everyone um, this thing is going to be out of the world here if they win another championship. And... Yeah, what happened? <laughs> yep. I, I I think I bought that card for six or seven thousand dollars. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Even that one one, uh, I bought it. It's almost been about a year and a half now, two years. So it's like almost doubled in value. Right. Uh, here's a. Uh, my two favorite. Do most you, know, you mostly yeah. go for at least an auto? You don't have any just patch stuff. Yeah, I do. Uh, but I don't have them out. Auto I, I have uh, Jordan patch cards from uh, um, UD Black. Uh, I love that. Those uh, are nice. Yeah. Yeah, design. Yep. You might recognize my man right here. Oh, I want one of those so bad. I'm not like a huge patch auto guy. I mostly like the auto, the clean autos, but I want like one or two really nice patch autos. That one's one of them. Trifecta. Those are sick, man. I got this uh, last year at National. I made one purchase at National last year. Actually, three purchases, but this was by far the biggest one there. So are prices at National higher than you would find anywhere else? Um, In most cases, yes, because the cards are in front of you. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, it's, a dealer is going to take advantage of the fact that he has something that you want. I mean, it's common business strategies you know um i and you know i'm not gonna knock on that but if it's something that can be easily found i would tell people to wait and not purchase that national um but if you come across you know something rare the chances of you seeing it again in a while will be you know i'm literally only going to national to find Stuff that I'm just not going to find anywhere else, right? That's one of the main goals. Yeah, oh. right, right. <sighs> it's crazy, just like the the feeling that cards give you. Just looking at them, it's just like we don't even, we don't even say anything, right? We're just like, wow. <laughs> I know, right? It's it is it is. This uh, I love this personal set. Mine. Um, I got this from a buddy 
that you may possibly know from Blowout. And uh, yeah, this card will be held in my collection for a long time. So clean. I love the inscription. What does that one say? Black Mamba. It's his uh, only exquisite Black Mamba. That's probably his most popular inscription. Yeah. 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 That's pretty dope. Those go for... I saw one of those go on eBay recently. They're expensive. Yeah, I think uh, the last one in auction did like 12 grand. Yeah. Um, here's uh, another favorite of mine. This is probably uh, one of the first high-end cards that I bought off Blowout. And it was raw, so I was really nervous at the time when I purchased this card. Yeah. It was actually the first time I spent $5,000 on a card, but I think I made a sound purchase <sighs> I'm just, <laughs> all of these cards are so ridiculous <laughs> uh. and uh, my very first exquisite card that I ever purchased was from a good friend of mine Mike Kantz uh, he was set up at National as well with uh, RBI crew MC um, he goes cards. by MC Spark Yep. Um, I, know him I well. actually, uh, yeah, I actually had the pleasure of introducing you to him, right? <laughs> I bought, I bought a card off of him. Just, yeah, just one. Yeah, it was good timing, wasn't it? It was pretty good timing. So, it's my first ever exquisite card <sighs> that I got from Mike a couple of years ago, and uh, not only does it look great, but the this. This is the card. Oops. <laughs> uh, this is the card that uh, basically started my love for exquisite. Yeah. Um, I I had the love for exquisite, but until finally actually having one and holding it and uh, seeing the deep L forks going into it, uh, lit a fire, <laughs> an expensive fire. <laughs> I'm still trying to put out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do you think about LeBron's future in cards relative to Michael Jordan? Um, so uh, there will never be another Jordan. Kobe won't be a Jordan. LeBron won't be a Jordan. LeBron Jr. is not going to be a Jordan. <laughs> you get my point. Um, uh, his always have the same collectors behind them and what's going to help here in a few years or the younger generation of lebron collectors will start uh getting jobs yep and being able to uh, put in some money on cards but at the same time are these younger kids going to be able to afford a $25,000 ultimate rookie card I mean, it's the same thing we encountered with '90s. Like we we couldn't at the time, we couldn't in the next ten years, but twenty years. Yeah, you're looking at cards in the '90s that what we thought were unattainable hundred dollars. Sure. Not already at the stage of 
25k plus sure and you know so it it kind of scares me in a way that you know it's not going to be able to draw in same money long term wise as i think you'll at the end of the day get your investment back but as far as it the ceiling keep being pushed up without new hands coming into hobby i don't see that happening yeah sure and these hands if these hands are already getting forced out before they could even come in because where prices are at then you know it's not gonna help the hobby any yeah um this is awesome dude i really appreciate you coming on it's amazing cards yeah, no, i really appreciate uh you taking your time and asking me to come on uh I really do enjoy this. Uh, I had the privilege to see in your other episodes, and they were, you know, they, and I know who you have lined up coming on, so I'm very, very, very excited for that. Nice. Uh, and, uh, you know, just to give people a little preview, he's probably bringing on one of the best collectors out there in my eyes in my opinion and a lot of people's opinion <laughs> um again like i said you know don't get caught up into what other people collect uh don't get caught up into investing in cards with future potential sure because you can lose a lot of money doing that um go after what you like be, be responsible about it like i said uh and at the end of the day you said it well you you're the person that lives with the card so yep totally all right man we will cross paths soon and i'll see you at national and we'll hang out and uh we'll talk more for cards sure. for sure thanks for coming look on. forward to it man. see you man yeah thank you See ya.